of whatever the best mustache is. They're like, is it Handlebar? Is it Maverick? Is it Goose? Is it a little bit of, is it a Whisper? They don't know right now, so it can be whatever their heart desires. Welcome to What in the Anime, your weekly anime podcast. Now, here's your host in three, two, one. Welcome, everybody, to week 12 of What in the Anime podcast. I'm here with Dustin after my long weekend of softball that I just had. I you, had you'll probably hear him complain a lot. I had like seven games total that I played in a tournament this weekend, and it was awful. Like, it was after you get past the fourth game, you just can't walk it. Oh, What'd you that, do this weekend? Anything fun? Uh, I took the kids to a park like uh, Saturday and Sunday, actually. Like, we just spent a lot of time outside hanging out and having some fun with the family. Nice. Well, if everyone knows, uh, Dustin has become the number one dad in the world just for that this weekend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so um, just to remind everybody, we are on the network, the Geek Talk Network. Um, we have other podcasts joined with our network, and that is uh, Movie Night with the Boys with Zach and John. So take a listen. They do an episode every week and uh, pretty damn good listen. So really good guys. They just like shooting the shit and talking whatever they can so they've done a couple they talked a little bit about anime they talked a, a lot about some other stuff about movie reviews and whatnot and uh so if you want something outside of this genre um, give them a listen because and email them message them whatever you can talk crap to them whatever you can do that way we can hear back from them and they and then maybe our followers uh they can get kind of Maybe a little grumpy with them that they're teasing them about their stuff. You know, <laughs> give, give tell them they don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, I, th- I think Zach kind of covers that whenever John goes off the rails. So, <laughs> yeah. So, no, we got a pretty good lineup today. We uh, we had an interview. Uh, do you want to talk about the interview a little bit? Yeah, so later on in this episode, we uh, recorded a couple days ago, so I'm going to throw it in for our topic one, topic two spot that we normally have. We got a chance to interview uh, Ryan Connor from Millennial Coffee Break. He does that show with his host, uh, co-host uh, Josh Reinhardt. They're really funny dudes. They come in with hot takes. They just honestly do do talk, and it's a lot of fun. Check out their show, Millennial Coffee Break, wherever you find podcasts. Yeah. It's it's a good time. It's fun. If you need any random food ideas, man, they look like the guys to go to. So oh, I'm yeah, yeah. So I'm. I still need to try those yogurt yogurt uh, yogurt no, peanut don't. butter pretzels. No, you don't. That can <laughs> that can stay with him. <laughs> All right, but yeah, other than that, we got. A uh, few news items, um, and then we got our review of Vampire in the Garden. But before we get into all that, we actually got a oh, really big sad news I wanted to start today off with, just because start with the sad, hopefully get into the happy the rest of the way. Um, as some of you may know from one of our earlier episodes, Billy Kometz had stepped back from voice acting because he was diagnosed with stage four colon cancer. Well, as of uh, June 9th, he has actually passed away. So. Yeah. Yeah, and as soon as you get the news about it's stage four, there's there's not too much they can really do at that point. I mean, me and Dustin both experienced that with our grandmother, so we knew as soon as you hear the word stage four, I mean, you got... Not saying it happens in all cases, but you don't have much more than a month or so. I mean, you Mm -hmm. don't really... At that point, it's almost too late. Everything's kind of settled in, and 
you know, when you hear that kind of stuff, you just, you hope for the best and you can pray. And the anime world did lose somebody that had a lot of, a lot of inspiration and, and just his voice alone. I mean, I can't, I don't even know if I can, like, I want to get into Shield Hero, but just kind of hearing that kind of news, it kind of just puts you back. You're like, man, it's just not going to be the same. Right. So, and I have a buddy that's watched the English version and it's just the voice isn't the same. So, I mean, it's, it is kind of a, it is, does, it does suck. It, it really does. But, um, hopefully his family's at peace and, uh, you know, I don't know if he had any kids or, you know, hopefully everyone kind of, I know that's a long process. So, oh, yeah, it's a hard process whenever you lose someone, especially when it's something like this where you get this news, you have this cancer, and then, like you said, it only lasts a month or so. At least that's yeah. how it worked with our grandma because when you have stage four, that means it has spread past that initial point. Like it's in multiple mm-hmm. organs, it could be in your blood. It's, it's so spread by the time it hits stage four. It's just, it's tough. Well, his family has the opportunity with his voice being an animated voice actor. They have his they have his work for the rest of their lives. You know, that might be hard for them to watch or listen, but they have all of his hard work he put in and they could they can kind of reflect and go back on that. So that's that's kind of a cool take on it. But besides that, don't want to go too much in depth. Just kind of want to just be like, you know. Sorry, this is a world. This is a loss for the anime world. You know, it, the the amount of projects he was probably going to get even further down. I mean, he was getting all these newer shows too, so it's kind of yeah. I think it, he was only about thirty five, so he was really young. Yeah, well, it definitely puts a perspective. You know, we're not too far away from that age, so you just no matter what you do, you can be as healthy as you want. You just when it's your time, it's your time. Exactly, but you know, let's. Uh... Our prayers are with his family and with his friends, and we wish the best for all of them, you know, as they go through this time. But now let's switch gears a little bit and try to get back into our rest of our show. Um, so we got some updated reviews. So this week we're doing Vampire in the Garden. Next week we'll be hitting the Weathering with You movie, which can be found on HBO Max, at least in America, not sure elsewhere. Have you seen it yet? Did you watch it? No, I have not. I'm planning okay. on watching it here in the next day or two. Okay, cool. Okay. And then uh, after that, we're doing Steins Gate. It's, uh, you can find that one on Crunchyroll or Funimation. If you want English, I think only Funimation has it in the English, but Funimation site's already starting to have some problems because I think they're not taking care of it at all. And then last, I threw this in here, Devil Man Crybaby. It's a Netflix anime. It's only 10 episodes long. That's kind of how we're going to be staggering our reviews. We're going to try to hit like a movie, a decently long anime, a short anime, a movie. That way we have time to watch all these episodes. Yeah, yeah. You're saving me a little bit, so. <laughs> trying, I'm trying. Yeah. I didn't well, I didn't give you another 26 right after 26, so. Right, no, some, summers are a little busy. That's my excuse, so. Very busy. All right, with that out of the way, let's kick it off into the news. Tyler, what do we got today? Time for this week's anime news. All right, well, for today's news, we're going to start off with uh, Netflix has announced a show, which they probably should have done a show before they did a video game because the video game majorly flopped, at least from what I know. Um, We get Cyberpunk. They're doing an Edge Runners series. So they're 
they're doing a new anime series. There is a trailer up. Um, it comes out in September. So I just watched the trailer before we started this, and it actually looks a lot better than what the what the video game even did, you know? So I know everyone had light, a lot of high hopes for that, but sometimes when you put too much advertising into a game that's not ready, I mean, you're not going to get good results. Oh, so. exactly. I mean, I've heard it's, like, extremely buggy and all sorts of stuff, but at least that anime trailer, like, it looked hyper-violent. It looked mm-hmm. that, like futuristic style that i like so i'm excited yep. to check it out yep it definitely looks like it gives a bunch of different character point of views to where you can kind of maybe connect with the story that they're doing so yeah and it'll Pretty... be out september this year yep i said that did don't you yell at, don't yell at me i will <laughs> oh, <laughs> my bad yeah. um and and then we finally we get a anime expo um it'll premiere um a bunch of different shows but Kind of the main one that we've kind of noticed is uh, My Hero. They're going to be doing, what, the two-episode baseball? Yeah, that's what it sounds like because it says the uh, OVA, uh, Season yeah. 5 OVA. So it's uh, it should be that two-episode baseball deal that they were going to do. Okay. And then they have shows like Shine On, uh, Buchigiri, uh, Smile on the Arsenatoria. And then you'll get... World premieres at the Anime Expo of Futopai, um, Inspectre, uh, Shoot, Goal to the Future. That sounds like one you would already be into. That sounds like another like soccer <laughs> one, so heck yeah. <laughs> yeah, and there's there's a little bit of list done. There's a couple more, but um, check it out. Um, it looks like kind of a little expo. Um, and then you get Berserk, which I've seen a lot of people pretty happy about this. So Berserk's manga will continue under the assistance of Miros, so uh, under the supervision of Koji Ko- Koji Mori. So that I I'm not too much into the Berserk series quite yet, um, but you know maybe they're starting the manga up. Maybe that's I don't know how long that is. Maybe that's something I'll try to read before I kind of watch the show. Yeah, for sure, because especially the newer shows in CGI. So that's it? definitely yeah the older one looked pretty good but they did it they like remade it in like cgi and i'm not a huge fan of the cgi anime so okay so and then uh one piece i mean always got to have news about one piece so they are going to take a one month break um as oda prepares for the final saga of the show so who knows how long that is final saga final arc final episodes could be the final thousand episodes. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it very well could be this final saga could last like a hundred some chapters. We have no yep. idea. Yep. But yeah, he's taking this one month break because uh, they they told him that this last month would be really busy for him because of the mm-hmm. show. Uh, I think there's a new movie called One Piece Red coming out. And they're also starting production on the live action One Piece. Have you seen any of that yeah yeah i did see that so that actually doesn't look too bad um no the set designs are crazy like they're full making ships for these ship designs it's it's so funny how like anime is literally taking over the world because like there's a game we play somewhat play apex legends and they're doing an anime an anime event so and i'm i don't know if the leaks are true but the character octane they showed a skin it looks like luffy so oh does it really or yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Luffy. So um that looked kind of cool. Don't know if it was real or fake or whatnot, but it the design of it looked awesome. So 
thought that was kind of cool. I remember did seeing kind of a small piece of news is the new Dragon Ball movie. We do know how that came out. There's leaks and spoilers everywhere. So beware. Beware. I've unfortunately not been able to get away from it. There's a lot of stuff that I have seen. Um, But I did see something around. It was like in 100 theaters in Japan. And they were pretty proud of it. But it made about $3 million in, in U.S. dollars. I don't know exactly what the equivalent in yen is um but it made about three million it looked like it was that wasn't too bad for what they were going for so and that's just the first couple of days so um not too shabby um i know a lot of people worry about the cgi for that one but if you've ever i've saw a couple clips and it looks like the most insane battle in dragon ball like it looks amazing so they the way you remember how they did the gogeta blue and the broly and how they did all the colors and the fight in that movie they've yeah. upgraded that like five times like it yeah. is freaking sweet so see and usually my issue with uh cgi animes is just that a lot of times like if when you, if you ever try ultraman the mm-hmm. characters they move blocky like their facial expressions aren't there but what i've seen from the trailers from dragon ball it mm-hmm. looks a lot better than stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. I mean, the technology they can use for that kind of stuff. I mean, Dragon Ball is one franchise you do not want to screw up. You will have haters all over the world like that. Not saying that they're a toxic community, but they defend their anime quite a lot. So <laughs> not saying they're toxic, but they can be toxic. <laughs> yeah, well, any anime fan honestly can be toxic oh, yeah. when, when you're trying to when you're trying to uh, defend what you love. So. It, you know, I'll defend Demon Slayer till the day I die. And there's a lot of there people that just don't like it. But no, it, 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 I'm excited for it to come. It, what the problem is, is it does suck that it doesn't come here for another two months. And I think that is the, I, I could say it's the stupidest thing, but in reality, all it does is their merchandise can be sold for you know, the hype just builds up here in America. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're going to go see it in theaters. We're going to do whatever we can. So, yeah, as soon as it comes out in theaters, we'll probably do a, maybe we'll do like a bonus episode and just like go watch it and then record right after our reactions. Honest, honestly, we probably get a couple people in here and do kind of like not you know doing do uh watch the movie live with a couple people. I think that'd yeah. be kind of cool. Get reactions and stuff. Maybe take clips of that. Let's see, see what we can go with it. So that'd be kind of cool. But we have a really good interview. Um, it's between about 30, 40 minutes. We're talking, you know, millennial coffee break, and uh, it was a really good interview. I was pretty, pretty happy with it. So, yeah, it was, it was definitely a lot of fun, and uh, we're gonna cut out now so you guys can listen to it. So, enjoy. Welcome, everyone. We got our guest here, first ever interview, and we brought in Ryan from Millennial Coffee Break. We shot for, you know, the biggest celebrity name we could get. I'm very flattered yeah. that I'm considered a celebrity, if one at all, but I'll take what I can get. There you go. That's yeah. that's all we ask for. <laughs> we just found out he has the best mustache in the business. But uh, oh yeah, it's it definitely the mustache for podcasting because right now they're thinking of whatever the best mustache is. They're like, is it Handlebar? Is it Maverick? Is it Goose? Is it a little bit of? Is it a Whisper? They don't know right now, so it can be whatever their heart desires. See, Top Gun has brought it out a little bit. I've seen, I've seen a lot of mustaches. I just got done playing softball yesterday, and I think half the teams had some stylish mustaches I've never oh, seen. Oh yeah, before. I think, I think that's what's happened. I think Top Gun Maverick has brought the mustache back. I think Hawaiian shirts. Obviously, I'm wearing one too, as you can probably tell, listeners, because you can hear and see this podcast at the same time. 
Um, but you can tell that I've been greatly influenced by Top Gun uh, recently. My wife thought they were hot. And of course, you know, whatever make, gets her going, I'm going to try to do. Oh, yeah, that's how it works when you're married. Uh, am I assuming that's one of your top movies um, right now? Then? Top movies coming out. It's. I feel like we're in a movie lull still from COVID. Um, I was okay on Doctor Strange. I thought it was I thought it was actually really, I enjoyed it, but it kind of had that classic Marvel feel to it that I think Marvel's kind of gotten into. The pacing on Top Gun was just sensational. Just the great pacing. Like at no point did I feel like I was watching a movie. It felt like I was like actually involved in a story. Is 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 Tom Cruise going to replace Ryan Reynolds as the number 1 right now? I think Tom Cruise is just a little too <laughs> Tom Cruise is more of a daddy. Um, where Ryan Reynolds is more like, you, you know, like a guy. Oh yeah. Your daddy. Yeah, that's for sure. More of a guy, but I don't know. It, it depends. It's kind of a, what I'm feeling. Do I want to be wine and dine or I just want to, you know, go, go out on the beach with a shirtless football game. That's right on. So uh, before we get any farther, you want to just give the listeners where they can find you and what um, your so show's of course, about? as I was already beautifully introduced, my name is Ryan Connor from millennial coffee break. My co-host is Josh Reinhardt. We are two friends since second grade so we go way back we're basically brothers um we talk about movies we talk about spaghetti we talk about um why peanut butter is better than chocolate really if it's like weird guy conversation you probably had when you're getting high or during college or you know at a lunch table we're probably talking about it like we're still trying to narrow down exactly what we are but we just have fun and we're gonna do it as long as we can right on so i actually got a bone to pick with you on one of your episodes yeah i've uh if you can hear my knuckles, oh, crackling. let's get into it. Yeah. yeah, I hear you like uh, certain oh, conversation about some tacos. Yeah, yeah, they call, <laughs> they severely called me out as being a fan of what they call white person oh, tacos. Okay, well, I it was me, it was me. I was going out there and said it, but it's the beauty of a white person taco. Like you have authentic street tacos because Josh is from El Paso. I'm originally from Texas. Like we have. Pretty, like we have Tex-Mex tacos. We don't have, I mean, and then you have authentic ones that you get to El Paso, mm-hmm. but like the crunchy shell, greasy ground beef, cheddar cheese from a bag with like some shredded lettuce. That's probably like great value lettuce. That's a white person taco. Like that is a greasy Midwestern white person taco. Well, you even, you even called me out down to the seasonings I use. Cause I use old El Paso and my wife's favorite is Taco Bell. So you narrowed it down to the only two seasonings that are okay, used so in my house. Hand up. I actually use the Taco Bell seasonings and sauces quite a bit because they are tasty. I don't like they are, they, 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 they are. honed in for white people. There's like, here's what white people like. Here's some Taco Bell seasoning. Um, quick thing. If you meal prep, I, we meal prep in my household, get this, uh, the spicy Chipotle like sauce from Taco Bell and like marinate your chicken in that before you put on the Taco Bell seasoning. And it'll give you some of the best air fried chicken you can ever have. All right. This sounds pretty good. Yeah. I, uh, it's funny cause I make a lot of white people tacos just cause of, uh, my mom. She, that's kind of what she did for cooking. <laughs> <laughs> so for those of you who aren't uh, visually seeing this, Tyler is somewhat Mexican. Somewhat, yeah. I'm mainly Mexican, <laughs> but not raised that way. And it's funny because anytime I go for authentic Mexican food or all that, eat it, you know, the normal way. But anytime I eat your guys' styles of tacos, <laughs> I'm just putting you guys in your own category. I put ranch on my tacos. Like, I do all of it. Yeah, so see, I'm, I, I do ranch too. And I actually, yeah, he told me about the ranch. And I was like, try is it. it? Well, first, I don't like ranch at all. Real quick, do you guys do the whole ranch on pizza thing? Are you guys. So, no. so, oh, yeah. so you do yeah. ta- ranch I tacos, you I do, do pineapple ranch too, pizzas so. too far. Yep. Ranch pizzas way <laughs> just, too far. I never me. got on the ranch train <laughs> growing up. I don't know what it was. My family was big, like 
my mom did Weight Watchers, so that probably tells you everything about the household food we had. Like, taco night was a spoil night because it was greasy. Everything else was bland, like salt, pepper, like boiled chicken. Um, so I didn't really like, discover the spices until I was, like, out in college, out in the wild on my own. And I was like, what are all these flavors? And, like, I just started, like, experimenting with cooking. And it was, it was a great little – it was a great adventure. But basically, it leads me back to saying I never got on a ranch because my mom was always like, that's too fat. You don't need ranch. Here's some, like, olive oil and – balsamic vinegar for your salad i'm so bad to the point where we get invited to friend's house for taco night and i will show up with a 20 ounce dr pepper and a bottle of hidden valley ranch you look like the kind of guy that would do that too <laughs> i do i do I, I put in my wife's purse and i'm just like hold up and i just pull it out and everyone always gives me a weird look but i share my ranch so it's okay i see you doing that in like a movie theater too i don't know why no, <laughs> no. well you're not you're not one of those guys that bring like Subway or something into the movie theater. I, no, I you're the one that stuffs like candy in your pockets. You ha- you have to. Yeah, you have to. It's so overpriced there. Um, you actually hit on one of the questions I was wanting to ask you. Is uh one of my favorite sections on your guys' show is you do a mm-hmm. deep dive, and yours seems to almost always be exclusively yes, food it, related. It, I've been trying to expand my repertoire, my palate. But I just, I'm kind of a chunky guy for the listeners out there. Not like super chunky, but like enough to where you're like, this guy eats. Like I, I enjoy food. I work out enough to where I can enjoy food. So food's always on my brain because I'm like a, a squirrel looking for his next nut. There you go. There you go. Well, what is your weirdest snack oh, choice? Uh, so this may not be weird to some people, but I, I get some looks from it. Um, I'm a big fan of peanut butter, but I also like yogurt. So sometimes I'll put peanut butter in my yogurt, but and I also love pretzels. So, yeah, I, I, and you're going to bash yeah, on know, ranch on tacos. Here. But if you get like a white yogurt pretzel, like the vanilla yogurt pretzel, and you dip it in peanut butter and then you munch down on that, you get like the salty sweetness of the peanut butter with like the sweet, super sweetness of the yogurt and like the salty sweetness again, like a, like a third punch in the face of that pretzel. And it, just, it blends beautifully. Did you just like only have like three things in your covers and fridge and <laughs> you kind of mix that together? I kind of, that's what happened. Um, I think everyone, when you come home from middle school, like you just start eating food, especially, I mean, we're all guys here, like in middle school, you just can't stop eating. Like you can never have enough food. So I just come home and I just like raid the pantry. Like I'd make ramen noodles, like an entire, like two packets of ramen noodles at one time and eat that. I'd make the entire Tony's pizzas and just eat that. And one day I was just like eating pretzels and there's a jar of peanut butter on the, you know, yogurt pretzels and a jar of peanut butter on the counter. And I was just like, why not? It's okay. You could tell when me and Dustin never had food in the house because we'd go, we'd resort to like tortilla. Oh, and dude, no. Tor- <laughs> yep. <laughs> I did crackers and butter, tortilla and butter, bread and butter. That was, I, oh, I dude, grew Tortillas, poor. butter, and then a little bit of honey if you had honey in the house. Make like a poor man's sopapilla. Oh, so good. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. That was kind of the go to. All right. Um, so I actually listened to your episode today, and you guys actually touched on anime. Yes, we were inspired by this whole interaction. And when Josh gets something in his head, Josh just he gets like a, I love Josh because one he's a, he's a brother to me, and two um, he gets so excited about things that once he hears something's happening, he has like has to jump on it. He's like, "Wow!" Oh. He's like, "You're going to be talking about anime. Yeah, I need you too." Like 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 a little brother thing. Okay, gotcha. So, uh, what's your favorite anime? So I feel like when I say this, um, and I listened to your most recent episode too, and you guys were talking about Naruto, um, and that maybe it's, so I came, long story short, I came to anime very late, um, was raised in, of course, the South, a very Christian household, 
You know, you're not watching that. You're watching Disney. Uh, kind of raising up. Like, couldn't watch Scooby Doo. Couldn't watch Harry Potter. So I didn't discover anime until I was like 21. And I'm oh wow. So I mean, I'm like 25, 26 now. So I've only been in the anime world for four or five years. Uh, and the first one I dove into was Naruto. And I still, th- I'm not a big fan of Boruto. I think Boruto's just too sci-fi for me. But like that early okay. range of Naruto, where it's just like ninja versus ninja with some cool superpowers here and there, I think is some of the best anime out there from my short experience. Did you finish it? Um, so I have not. Oh, ah, Jiraiya. Um, yeah. so I have not. <laughs> I, Dustin has a tattoo just so he's not just randomly. Saying oh yeah, there's Jiraiya. a tattoo. There's a tattoo Jiraiya. <laughs> no, so um, to answer your question, I have not 100 completed it, but I have finished it. Does that make sense? Like I haven't watched all the fillers. Because I was with my roommate at the time, and he's like, hey, you should watch this. And I was like, I think there's like over 600 episodes in Naruto. And I was like, I can't watch that. I don't have that much time. Oh, there's there's more than that. And, okay. Well, I mean, I guess Shippuden and... Uh, yeah, like, there's a lot. Episode. And he's like, hey, here's a yeah. website. It'll tell you which ones you have to watch. Just watch the have-to-watch ones. Get through there, and you can enjoy that. And I think that's... I mean, that's how I completed Naruto. Like, I've seen the important plot points. Now, have okay. I seen the one where Naruto is trying to find a magic bug that can, like, search out Sasuke and at the very end he farts in the face of the bug and ruins it? <laughs> I've seen that one because that's when I realized I had not followed the list correctly and I was watching filler <laughs> and not the, the must-watch. Yeah, Naruto is a special anime when it comes to filler. There's uh, a lot of boring parts that you could probably forget. Like, I guarantee I could go back and watch Naruto and there's so much that I've forgotten. But I know Dawson hasn't really completed the series in a whole. He's played a lot of the games back in the day, so he kind of got the everything filled in that way, too. Yeah, but. that's how I got most of my story. It was all from the video games, not so much the show. And I watched large sections of the show, but like you, I skipped like all the filler. Oh, yeah. And I got all the main plot points from the video games. Dustin has a lot of bad character takes for Naruto. What are your favorite ones? Uh, so my favorite character takes or favorite characters? Favorite characters in Naruto. So um, I like the main man himself. Big fan of him. Uh, I think while he, the pervy sage, while I think they perved it up a little too much every now and then, he, I still think he was a great mentor. Um, I never got the hype behind Sasuke. Like I get the fact that he's the cool bad boy that kind of goes around. I mean, but it just felt kind of in your face pushy about it. Like everyone around him had so much trauma and it wasn't like he was the only one who experienced trauma. Like I get, I get the point. Like his entire clan slash everyone who knew in love was mm-hmm. killed by his brother. And there's like this whole twisty turny way to how it gets there. But it's like you have Naruto went through the same thing. You have um, Kakashi. Kakashi went through basically a similar mm-hmm. way of trauma. Like everyone had trauma around him because it was a wartime, and yet he. I mean, it, I get the point. It's a mirroring between Naruto and him, like how each one, either one, could have gone this the path they that they both went. But at the same time, it's just like. Eh, I wish there was more there. It, it is in a sense, but a lot. So with Naruto and Sasuke, they follow a generation of like the shinobis before them. So there's a certain path that each one, you know, so I forget. I, I can't even think of the names right now of the. Um... Don't look at me. Oh, God. <laughs> he he likes Sasuke. I mean, Sasuke's no, pretty Sasuke's, cool. Sasuke's all right. But what, what I'm talking about is like. um. I don't like, like Rockley, and Tyler doesn't like that. I don't like okay. Rockley. Like Nar- Nar- Naruto follows like Hashirama, and like Sasuke is like the Madara. So mm. like the generations before them. So that it, that's just what their characters are based on. So that's why you know every Madara has his same 
crap that Sasuke kind of has, and it's in different sense. They're just they're egotistical and think every I don't know. They just think they can control the world. Yeah, but wait. So you don't you don't like Rock Lee? I don't like Rock Lee. What? That's <laughs> don't. I, that's yeah. I do not like Rock Lee, and that's the that's the hot take that Tyler does not agree with. So I, I guess my hot take is that I think Sakura gets too much hate. Oh, I agree. I actually agree with that one. I mean, I don't know if Tyler Tyler's on the Sakura. Yeah, I was about to ask. The, train. Do you agree with that, or you're just like, no, uh, bat, her, five her head character- deserves to die. Is that where, where you stand? <laughs> her character sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say, like she, I just love even at the end when they're in the war or whatever, and she's like, "I finally caught up to them," and she's like, "But you haven't done anything." I mean, she has the whole medical ninjutsu part that's actually pretty helpful. I mean, I think, yeah, I think that was a scapegoat for a character, pretty. I, but that's okay. where she followed. That's kind of where uh, um, she got it from, like Tsunade and stuff. So she had to go one of the paths of the Sonin, I guess. But I don't know. Do you like? Uh, did you like Tsunade then? That was the blonde one, right? Uh, the one, yeah. Okay, the, <laughs> yeah. the one that ends up with <laughs> yeah, the blonde, the one. blonde one with personality. If you know what I mean. Yes. Um, I, uh, I now that you say it, I feel like I don't like her, but liking Sakura just kind of makes it weird because I'm like, oh, I like the main character girl, but I don't like the side right. character girl when they're kind of the exact same. And yeah, I mean, part of the part I didn't like was it felt like during Ship It In. They all, and especially Boruto, the little bit I have watched that, and I stopped watching it because I just couldn't keep up with everything that was happening technology-wise. And that I feel like all the old characters, except for like Naruto and Sasuke, were being like written to the sides. Like in, in the early episodes of Naruto, like everyone's there, everyone feels like a main character. I mean, Naruto's one A, everyone's one else is one B. Um, and then like you expand it, and just like everyone falls away, and you lose this vast world they built just to focus solely on Naruto. You even do that with the new characters. They really don't go into depth in Boruto with the new characters. I mean, you get a couple of new ones, like, uh, um, like kind of, what's I can't remember what his name is. Is it? I don't want to say it's Shinky or something like that from Gara's Gara's like stepson kind of. Oh, the, me- yeah, the, Shinky. the metal bending Shinky? one. Okay. Yeah, like you get him and he's pretty cool. Like you get a couple of cool characters like Mitsuki and stuff like that. But besides that, there really isn't that many cool characters. I do like, I don't know if you've, since you haven't seen Boruto, have you seen when they go back in time? Uh, I, so I think that's the last little bit I watched where he went back in time. So I remember him getting the special ramen for his father. Um, yeah. And like how he, like, didn't like they have like, they helped with the wrong scene gone or something? Like, was that what happened? I forget exactly what happened in that episode, but it was like the last little bit I watched. Yeah, they just had one of the Atsutsuki members go back and going back in the past and trying to kill, I think, what was he trying to kill Naruto? Oh, okay. And so they had to try to protect him and stuff. Um, I I liked, I kind of liked that arc, just the fact that it was all filler, but it just shows you what the manga doesn't cover. So it's like, they kind of brought this all on themselves, and I think it was kind of cool to be able to, Boruto, I think just character development, that was probably the biggest arc in Boruto. But, um, I guess outside of anime, like what's uh what's like the TV show or something you're watching right now? So I'm actually really bad about watching TV, um, which you think is kind of weird since you know I host a podcast where we review TV, we talk about TV and all social media things. You'd be like, this guy must be really into TV. I'm actually not. Like it's like a job for me to watch TV. Um, mm-hmm. my wife makes fun of me because I don't know if you guys do this, but I can't sit down and watch TV at the same time. Like, I don't know if I have ADHD or something like <laughs> that, do. but I just can't yeah. sit down and watch TV. 
Um, so I'll get up there and I'll like stand next to the TV and like put my hands on my hips in like a dad pose. You know that dad pose we all know. And oh, yeah. so I dad pose in front of the TV, uh, sometimes in front of her, and she just hates it. Um, but we've been working on Stranger Things. We watch Kenobi. Um, I try to keep up on date on all things Marvel, but Marvel's becoming such a hassle to like watch everything now. Because uh, it's like if you don't watch everything Marvel related, like you can't go to the movies for like you can't go to the movies anymore. It's like here's your homework, little Marvel boy. Watch these seven mm-hmm. series, or you won't understand Multiverse of Madness. It's ugh. See, and that's where I'm at. Is I have not watched. Uh... I have not seen Doctor Strange yet. I haven't watched WandaVision. Um, I watched Loki just because I like his character. Loki was I wasn't great. Too crazy. I wasn't too crazy about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, I know that one's possibly really supposed to be good, but I wasn't. I, I think it's the it. weakest one so far. I mean, it is. I think it's definitely the weakest. Yeah, I think Loki and uh, WandaVision are probably the two best so far. I think Moon Knight was also nice. I liked Moon Knight because it was separate. I could just you can just watch Moon Knight. You don't you didn't have to watch anything else to understand it. You could just watch it. Okay. Yeah, my uh the part that's been screwing me on my anime right now is rewatching all of Stranger Things just to finish it because my girlfriend never watched it. So we've been staying up to like midnight watching it every night and it's screwing with my sleep schedule. And then she just said like a part two got is supposed to get released in July. So I'm like, oh crap, there's another eight hours of my life I'm never gonna get back. It's already a struggle for me to get him to watch the shows we review. Yeah, that's definitely how Josh feels. Because Josh is like, hey, I stayed up till 3 a.m. watching this show in Korean. You should watch it. And I'm like, what is this show? He's like, it's Korean basketball drama. It's fantastic. You'll love it. <laughs> the last the last couple of animes Dustin's chose, he chooses some completely on his like genre list. And it's like, oh, I'm so hard to it, like you're trying. He's to hard me, to please. You're trying to get me to 25 episodes of an anime that I have never been interested in. So I'm like really trying. And then it's like, yeah, I, I don't know. I get distra- I get distracted, too. There's it's if there's something I, I usually if there's one thing like. Dustin, he can go from, like, one thing to another when it comes to, like, animes. He likes little short animes. I'm, like, on that long train where, like, I accidentally got back into Stranger Things. So I'm, like, really wanting to get that finished. And then, like, Naruto, I finished. I watched, like, ten episodes a night. And until I finished it. And then... See, I'm the ADD watcher and I'll start a series. And then all something else will, like, pique my interest. And then I drop that and start watching that. So I'm like, I think there's like four or five shows that I'm on like the final episode or two that I stopped watching just because I got distracted. Like Punisher on Marvel or one of the Marvel Netflix series. Absolutely love that show. I'm on the last episode and I have been on the last episode for about a year now. Oh my god, I, it's been a, it's been a long time <laughs> since I watched the Punisher series. I remember it being pretty good though because I was like the. This sounds weird. The heyday of Marvel on Netflix, where it's like, oh wow, Daredevil's fantastic. Punisher's good. Then they had the whole Luke Cage series, which wasn't as good. And then they had the oh, what what is it? What's her name? Iron Fist. Oh, I, Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones. Uh, Jessica Jones was a slow burn, but good. Then they had Iron Fist, which had horrible like fighting, and like I just, yeah. I just felt I was like, how do we go from Daredevil to little dances and like it just made no sense to me. See, and I thought I've always told Dustin. I think a lot of people think this too. So maybe get your opinion. I've always thought DC did really good on TV shows bad at movies marvels did good at movies <laughs> and bad at tv shows because like those tv shows were all right but i nothing was 
beaten like Arrow and the Flash at that time. So Arrow seasons one and two is probably one of the best dark, like mm-hmm. um, superhero shows. The second, I think Blade c- comes back, and you have Oliver Queen hand the flat the antidote to mm-hmm. what what was her name? But like the blonde geeky nerd one that's like ooh this is my entire Felicity oh yeah Felicity Felicity. it hands the antidote to her like that's kind of where it lost me and it got too CWE because that's what that's the worst part about DC is like you get three Mm -hmm. two to three good seasons on CW and then like it just turns into a CW drama yeah yeah I'm not a huge DC fan at all but I am every once in a while there's something that gets me so like Aquaman was really good I really like that I think Superman, I fell asleep in theaters. Um, Batman, the new Batman, I did not like at all. Really? Why is that? Uh, I feel like there was just a lot of nothing. I understand. I, I liked Robert Pattinson as a character, like him playing Batman. I think he did awesome. But I think the whole villain that they chose, like the actor that they chose and the way that they brought him into the story kind of made it to where it was like a letdown because he's he's no Bane. He's no... Um, joker you know he's not an icon he's not doesn't give that iconic like batman villainous he just he he it didn't seem like he was really even the villain because he, he was no final fight you know he just gets he gets arrested and everyone else kind of does everything for him but you don't really get his character till the end of the movie i feel like if they brought him in the beginning of the movie rather than just some random guy i think i would have got attached to it more because everyone's attached to heath ledger's joker uh tom hardy's bane everyone's attached to those and you could rewatch those over and over i there's not one part of me or dustin i believe that even wants to rewatch that movie i rewatched it <laughs> yeah but but there for a while you just didn't like you liked it when you got out of the theaters but it's and you probably rewatched it because you could watch it for free yeah yeah no that is why i rewatched it i watched it on hbo max but um it, it got better for me the second viewing i'm still not like high on the batman but i definitely actually like it a lot more than i thought i did i think it's just too long i think they it is i wanted a long batman movie to make it kind of like this epic this epic batman movie and like the middle third is just like why are we doing this guys like like nothing happens in the middle third except for like here's a clue mm-hmm. we were wrong maybe we're not wrong but we <laughs> are wrong oh here's catwoman dancing like dancing subtly across the floor like nothing really like happens in that middle third well, yep. and you, you get like that you, you want to get that cool detective feeling with you know with his batman but all it was was just chasing like it was it was just like oh this happened and you know we found this clue and then it's kind of not really like they didn't work for it like it's just like one step two step three step and there was no like i don't know no crazy i'm trying to think of a movie that was just it didn't blow your mind like you weren't like oh my god and i just couldn't get into the batman movie mm. yeah Let's uh, steer this back towards anime a little bit. So, Ryan, I wanted to play a quick game with you. In our general text chat, do you see the three pictures I posted? Oh, there it is. Whoa. Okay, so one of those is a male. Oh. And I want you to pick out which one is a male. We got Nagisa up top from Assassination Classroom. We got Ruka from Steinsgate and Felix from ReZero. I feel like the Felix name and the cat ears are like a decoy for me they're like they scream male but okay. i'm looking at the picture and even more of it screams like hey this is the guy the middle one seems 
too mannish to be mannish for me. And this top one, which I forget his or her name. Uh, Nagisa. Nagisa. I, I got to go with the bottom one. The bottom one just feels like it's just too... Felix? Yeah, Felix. Let's go with Felix. Yeah. Are, are, right. you, are, you, attra- are you attracted to any of them? I'm, I don't know. That's, and that's what's confusing. <laughs> I can't say with confidence. <laughs> All right. So Felix is the correct answer. That is a male. We also would have accepted Nagisa or Ruka. Uh, they're all male. <laughs> <laughs> so that was fun. That's what I was hoping for. Yeah, so. Dustin really wanted to throw you under the bus on that. Oh one. my god, I did. I mean, wow. Well, I'm just glad I was able to get what I got then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a uh, favorite thing of anime. Is, is we're, we're hoping we're hoping like you're like, man, that top one's cute, or that middle one's cute, <laughs> and then like, oh, we got them. FBI. You, you, you definitely avoided that. All right. So let's see what else we got here. I heard you like Full Metal. Yeah. So I'm a big fan of Full Metal. I forget. If, is it Brotherhood or the is it Brotherhood's the one that actually follows the storyline, correct? Yes. Yeah. A big fan of that. Um, I still have war flashbacks from that one scene. I don't want to ruin it for anyone. Well, I guess we can probably ruin it. Um, when you have the whole doctor who basically put his wife and daughter into a dog. I still have war flashbacks about that. Like I still like, yeah. I'm up late at night sometimes just thinking about that. And I'm just like, Oh man. Oh, it's, it's bad. And like, so one of the worst shirts I've ever seen is they have the little girl and the dog doing the fusion from Dragon Ball Z. Oh yeah. Very, very poor taste, but that's the same thing. That is one of the worst scenes but um, I had a question for you. So if you had to choose to let a character die, Alphonse or Edward, who are you killing? Now, Alphonse was the one who lost his medal. Yeah, it was the medal. And Edward was the... Short one. Short one. <laughs> I, I feel like it'd be more... If I, I, it's been a while since I've watched it. It's been like two or three years. But if I remember correctly, I feel like it'd be more Edward's character to sacrifice himself for his brother... But you could say the same thing about the, you know, either one. You'd be like, oh, they're going to sacrifice themselves for their, you know, their brother. So I think it'd be like a dual sacrifice at the same time. But Edward, like <laughs> that one scene in Avengers Endgame where Black Widow and uh, Hawkeye are going back and forth. It'd be like one of those scenes. But Edward ultimately wins. Okay. Um, Let's see. What else we got? Tyler, you want to ask him a question? Uh, Yeah. So I don't know if you said, but. Did you say what your favorite anime character in general is? So I feel like I don't. Does this one count? Because I feel like I'm going to be sound like a big dweeb when I say this. Um, and you're this is probably tell a lot about me, but I'm a big fan of My Hero Academia. Um, I think it's I know it's like a family friendly, or at least till up to now, the anime has been very fam- family friendly. From what I hear from the rumblings around people, it's about to get dark real quick. Um, Midoriya, yeah. I think, is probably one of the best protagonist in all of anime right now because he just hits all the kind of classic molds you want but he's also been expanding the character a lot like okay okay. yeah i think his character will get a lot better i think a lot of people hate on how whiny he is um but i mean within this uh you know this chat call we're all my hero fans pretty hard i've i've rewatched season one or two probably four or five times just because like i try to get my kids to watch it my girlfriend wanted to watch it she's into it it's just so family friendly. It's so easy to just binge watch. Yeah, it's my, it's my family's anime. We always sit down during dinner and watch an episode or two. 
And actually, my favorite hero, my favorite characters from my hero, and I'm pretty sure Tyler's is as well. So, mm-hmm. yep. I'm a I'm a Kirishima fan. I like Red Riot. Oh, dude, Red Riot is so cool. Um, I also like yes. um, is, what's oh, what's his name? The Bubblegum guy. The Big Gum is that what his name is? Bad Gum. Bad Gum. Yeah. Yep. He, I, love, I love that guy. So He's really awesome. Like that, you really like that fight, then? Um, yeah, I'm a huge Bakugo fan. So Katsuki is is, is my number one character. Mm. Don't know why his his attitude. I just like his. He's just not like a block character. He just there's always something random with him. Yeah, I like being muzzled after he wins a sports festival. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's most of my questions that I had. Um, the only other one I had. Um, so I noticed you have a Pikachu in the, your background. Yeah, I actually do. Um, it was something I bought for myself as a victory for myself for my the first job I ever got. Uh, I bought myself a Pikachu. Okay. So. I'm a big Pikachu fan. Always been a big fan of the Pocket Monsters. Uh, probably the first. I mean, it's po- Pokemon's anime, right? Like Pokemon's anime. Oh yeah. yeah. First anime yep. I ever watched and got into was Pokemon, which was surprising because my parents were okay with Pokemon, but not okay with anything else. So who knows what was going on there? <laughs> so if you yeah. if you've only gotten anime in the last, so do you have a favorite Pokemon? Um, Is it Pikachu? Actually, it's Raichu. Raichu. Because okay, I'm not I'm you. not like other girls. I'm not like other Pokemon masters. <laughs> Tyler thinks I have trash taste in Pokemon too, so we can skip mine. <laughs> yeah, <he's, laughs> I, yeah, we won't even get into that. But so you said you've only gotten into anime in the last four or five years. What I guess what has been your main thing growing up? Like, are you a sports guy? Were you? Did you just not really get into anything? <laughs> uh, so I was when I was growing up. Um, I was really so I had Pokemon, I had Yu-Gi-Oh, so I had kind of had like the American intro to anime, like the family-friendly Christian American. You can watch these anime animes. Um, I also had Beyblade. Beyblade's a blast from the past. Beyblade was so cool. Which I think it's still around, actually. Um, yeah, it is. So like those were the big three growing up. Um, so I was a nerdy kid. Then like as middle school came around, you know, Christian dad was like, "Hey, time to put those animes away." and get some sports in you let's play some basketball and football and of course like i did that whole path for a little bit and then like through high school then like you get out of high school with your body ravaged from high school sports and like you have bad knees and a bad back you're like oh what can i do now and then you start studying for college and you find anime and then you enjoy the rest of your life exactly yeah (laughs) it it, it takes one anime to break the door open like it's just that's what's what's so cool about it and that's i was a little late to the party too i after high school like i watched it growing up but i wasn't near as what dustin was but i was probably more the huge uh pokemon and uh Oh fan i've I've played every pokemon i still buy every pokemon um i just i mean i know you guys do too because i heard you guys i think this when i was researching your show um from the episodes i heard that you guys play pokemon too i'm a big fan of pokemon uh legends arceus i thought was fantastic um a lot harder than i thought it was gonna be man those last battles kind of kicked my butt or maybe i'm out of shape i don't know which (laughs) (laughs) yeah i i did like that the the problem that i have with uh that game is the replayability that's the only thing is like once you beat it once there's really no reason to go back to it and the whole foundation of pokemon is just to kind of restart and redo it and do challenges and stuff like that so we haven't got back into that unfortunately like we normally do um but i normally play every game like three or four times before the next one comes out we're big pokemon fans we used to take our game boys when we our families made us go to the lake and we play we'd play pokemon on our game boys 
This is some of the best memories. Uh, oh, yeah. I remember that. I have two older brothers, um, and it worked out perfectly because they had red and blue. And then when I was old enough to like get a Pokemon, I got yellow. So then, like, we'd have a link cable. We trade like all the way, all, all the way through. And they were like, "Hey, you need this guy or this guy." But I'm like, oh, "I don't have enough badges." They're like, "Okay, well, you got to go here." I remember like trying to be like Brock. One of my favorite memories growing up with my brothers was I only had my Pikachu because I was like six. So I like I didn't I didn't strategize. I was just like, "I'm gonna thundershock everything till it dies." And they're like, "Hey, you know, you're gonna need Arena with double kick in this the route this route right here, and you have a chance to beat Brock." And I was like, "Or I could just Pikachu it." And they're like, "You're not gonna win." And I was like, "But in the anime." When you watch the show, Pikachu wins because he gets wet, and like that doesn't work in the game, Ryan. I'm like, whatever, I'm gonna make it work. Ash is the one character that will never learn a bit like the you know type advantage. Type, type advantage. It's so funny how they do that. But in I haven't been in the anime in a long time, but um, there's just every once in a while it'll it comes with like the biggest news, and right now they have that Masters tournament that just sounds like it's gonna be fun to watch. Yeah. But um, I guess one question I have outside of kind of anime is just for people that want to go listen to your show. Um, what was kind of the main reason you got into podcasting, and what I guess yeah, what was the reason? Uh, what inspired you? Um, so funny enough, Millennial Coffee Break is my second venture into podcasting. Um, I was originally on a, po- a sports podcast called Bold Ones and Cold Ones, where we did we talked about sports mm-hmm. with a guy. Um, is me and two other my friends from college, and as the off season for football came up, I like I wanted to do different topics. I wanted to do movies. I wanted to do you know anime. I wanted to talk about spaghetti. I want to talk about tacos. Just all the stuff, whatever came to my mind. I was like, hey, we have the off season. Let's expand our repertoire. Um, and he was like, no, we're only doing sports. And I was like, well, fine. I'll go make my own po- podcast with strippers and blackjack, and I'm gonna love it. Um, so then I talked to Josh. Josh was down, and it really started just as a an excuse for Josh and I to catch up twice a week. Um, just talk the shop, you know, kind of have a reason to talk. So, I mean, as you get older, as you guys know, it's just harder. You got jobs, you got families, you got wives. Um, it's hard to just co- stay connected with friends unless you have like an excuse. And Millio Coffee Break is kind of our excuse to um, bond. Okay, gotcha. Me and Dustin's excuse is just find the same job. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we we literally work at the same company. We're uh, actually cousins. Grew up three months apart, no. so don't look yeah, we, like it. But. Yeah, don't look like <laughs> it. I'm I'm way too white for him, but <laughs> we we've worked like uh, about three different jobs together, and then currently we're at the same job. And my wife already says that sometimes she feels second fiddle to Tyler, and I say he's just my work wife. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it's very interesting that I got to talk to him every day of my life, but. It never changes. We've like literally, we've grown up, we've lived in the same household, we're like babies and stuff. So That's- there's a there's a connection there that I could piss him off one day, and then ten minutes later, he's like, "Hey, do you want to play a video game?" <laughs> That's great. That's great. It's great to have. Oh yeah, like growing up, there would be times where we would get into a fight, and a friend would be like waiting outside for us and peeking in the window. We're sitting there wrestling on the ground, fighting and like wanting to kill each other. And then 10 minutes later, we're outside playing basketball. That's just, that's how we, how we grew up. So do you have any, do you have any insight of what your next episode for Millennial Coffee Break has in store? Um, so I wish I could give a preview, but Josh and I fly by the seat of our pants. Um, we, I, I'm just kind of joking. We have a couple ones in the work. We have a D&D podcast where we talk about D&D coming up. 
Um, we were in a D&D group, but then it kind of fell apart because D&D is, I don't know if you guys have tried D&D, but if you think it's hard to schedule a podcast time, try scheduling four or five people to meet up at one time on Discord to play a board game. It is nearly impossible. So we have a D&D day um, coming up. We have a football preview. We have some more movies coming up. We're going to review Stranger Things. Um, just a lot more guy talk and just anything you can think of. It's kind of what we're going to try to do. Right on. I know I'm really enjoying your show. I've listened to a few episodes now. You guys are pretty funny. I like it. Oh, okay. keeps me entertained. Thank you. That is the overall hope and goal. Where can uh, where can they find you? Uh, so they can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Apple Podcast at Millennial Coffee Break. Um, you can also find us on Google Podcasts. You can find us on Podchasers. Um, you can find us really anywhere you get a normal podcast that isn't like in the weeds or like having to hunt down for one. You can find us. We're working on getting a website put together, um, but that's difficult, and I'm not computer savvy, and Josh isn't either, so we're working on it. <laughs> Sounds good, man. All right. Well, thanks for joining us today. And it was a fun talking with you. And we'll definitely shout you out at our show and stuff and talk to you on probably Twitter where I always do. Yeah, we hope we can uh, have you have you come back. Oh, maybe, thanks. Great. Maybe we, I can get Josh next time and we can have a four way. I, 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 oh, I said go. that out loud and I realize how that sounds. <laughs> um, it's fine. You, we, you, we enjoy you it. You get what I mean. <laughs> clearly, clearly, Dustin enjoys it. So oh, <laughs> I do. Nice. Mm. All right. Welcome back, everybody. That was our interview with Ryan Connor, and I hope you enjoyed it as much as we got. Uh, we enjoyed recording it. We're going to hop into our review now of Vampire in the Garden. Again, if you check out before the review, email us at whatintheanime.podcast at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter. That's where you can find us most, I guess. That's mm-hmm. where we're most active, and we're going to try to start throwing out some TikTok videos maybe here again soon. So. Yeah, yeah, we really need to get on top of that. So we need to start doing a little bit more outside of just this podcast. But I mean, we're like I said, we're getting the views. We're getting we're getting you guys um, coming back. And that's kind of the most important thing. So, you know, with our busy schedules and our lives, we just want to make this the most enjoyable process on your drive, on your daily walk to work, whatever, whatever you're doing. Just, you know, we, we really do appreciate it. So um so vampire in the garden it was five episodes on netflix super simple to watch like you could literally binge it in just an hour and a half and you know you're done it's something easy to commit to if you're one of those people that have commitment issues whether (laughs) it's anime (laughs) relationship your job (laughs) this could be your quick fix so (laughs) there you go little commitment this is your baby step to you know maybe proposing yeah, it. Why not choose a good uh, studio like Quit Studio? So you know, like if you didn't know from our talks before last week, is there? You know, they did Attack on Titan. Um, all the, I'm pretty sure all the movies. There's a Pokemon series, bunch of random series, but they are getting a lot more. You know, ranking with the King Spy Family. I mean, they're one of the top studios right now. And this is just one little in fact. They're able to put this project on the side for how short it is. Like I said, I don't know what's outside of this anime. If there's a manga, if there's anything, or if it's just a real Netflix original, like there's there's nothing following. Did a pretty damn good job. 
Um, so synopsis for this show, it basically starts off where it's it's been a, like a really long winter for mankind. Overthrown from its place of dominance after being defeated in the Great War against vampires, a small city-state protected by a massive wall of light has, be has become one of the last strongholds of the human race. Its leaders determined to regain control of the world that they have lost. Uh, but within the oppressive city walls, young Momo dreams of a peaceful coexistence with humans' greatest foe, the vampires. Um, on the other side, the vampire, Queen Fene, once loved a human, has decided to desert, like, desert the battlefield and continue pretty much a life of like exile. As soon as as seen as betrayers by their own kind, the two have a fateful encounter during yet another savage battle. Together, they start a journey in search of Eden, in a, uh, a utopic garden of peace that holds stories of you know that are whispered about throughout the land, but no one has no one has ever seen it. So, very good storyline that it can build off of. So, putting a five episode anime into this, I mean, they can only tell you so much of the story. Um, so that's kind of the drawbacks of building such a big world and putting it in such a little space. You yeah, for sure. It's like trying to watch, uh, you know, that's why I like series more than movies a lot of the times, because you get so much more of a world building. This is basically a movie broken into five parts. It, it really it really is. Um, the, the thing that I like with movies when it is compared to, I, I honestly actually felt like this, they should have done this as a movie. There's no reason it should have been a series. I think a movie they could have done a little bit more with it because I feel like the highs and the lows made no difference for me in this anime. There really okay. wasn't, there really wasn't too much. Um, I like, you basically only need to know two characters, Finn and Momo. I mean, every other character and then, you know, if you ever see the general, you just drop kicker. <laughs> yeah, just, you just which, kick her in the face. But <laughs> the general is Momo's mother. And as the humans, they're very protective, like they're of their own kind. I mean, why not? Um, this is one of the first animes or one of the first shows I've actually seen where the vampires actually can kind of like transform in and out um, and kind of you kind of get that almost like an evil side to them because they're just so bloodthirsty but you get it's so funny because it's like a a complete 180 because the vampires are completely in love with music so music calms them down it's their lifestyle it's what like basically just helps them breathe it seems like like just kind of like have their own like how do i say it like culture yeah, and so it kind of gives them a place of their own. Um, other than that, it's literally just about a story about those two. Um, there's just a huge war that's always broken out, and no matter where they go, no matter what they do, they're either chased by humans or they're chased by vampires. Why they can't be left alone, I don't know. But the thought, <laughs> the thought of humans and vampires coexisting just seems like it completely pisses everybody off <laughs> oh yeah it definitely does throughout the whole so. show and are, are we in spoilers yet i can't remember no no not yet no, so okay. um but we can be so s would you recommend this before we kind of go into spoilers yeah yeah spoiler free wise um i would definitely recommend it it's not a big commitment like you said it's a short five episode series mm -hmm. 
it's honestly an easy binge an easy watch i had no problems just watching this all in one sitting i think i watched four episodes in one sitting and then finished the last episode the next day yeah no it was it was really it was really easy i think i just had like half an episode i needed to kind of finish um and that was one thing is it, it is a very good easy watch and so i'm easily recommend just for the fact that even if you don't like it you really didn't waste a lot of time on it so give it a t- you know give it something vampires are always cool um and that's kind of my thought on it yeah same i've always liked that kind of like vampire stories that supernatural element to shows and movies and stuff and this gives you all of it so yeah so all right so going into our spoiler review um i how do I say this? I, I, I'm a fan of the show. I really am. I like the twists. Um, I, I like the bloodthirsty um, that the vampires, how they're just, I, I, of course, you're going to get vampires just so dependent on blood, but you get this element where they can kind of almost become like these, these ticking time bombs. They, they, they get these supernatural, oh, yeah. get these supernatural abilities after the fact, just to defend themselves. It's basically just a suicide. And, I don't mind it, but I feel like the humans still, for some reason, have just these unhuman, realistic uh, abilities to just survive. Like, there should be no reason why they're kicking the crap out of these vampires, because vampires should control everything in this. Oh, yeah. I mean, you if you, your only weakness really is the sunlight, and they have to use the towers to keep you at bay. Like, mm-hmm. I don't understand why the vampires at times feel like they're the ones that are being kind of... Mm-hmm. Um, killed off like genocide type of deal where right. I feel like it probably should like you said be the other way around yeah so I, I did have one drawback so you basically get Fene and she loved a human in the past and that human pretty much died or sacrificed herself because Fene couldn't couldn't help her Um, the problem I have with it and I've already kind of relayed this to Dustin and kind of like our little meeting beforehand is I, I feel like there was no reason why the human that died before had to look exactly like Momo. But I also get the fact that Fene brought her to her. And other than the fact they were she was singing, you know, she had this music box um, that she was singing a song that she knew. And it kind of just gave her flashbacks, made her realize, like, you know, hey, maybe there's there's another chance here at coexisting. Um, but... Man, if there was one thing that ruined this show, it is the damn general. I could not stand that woman. <laughs> she was just straight up flipping evil. Like she should get an award for the worst mother in the world award. Yeah, yeah, I, I could agree for that because it was it wasn't about saving Momo at all. No, it was about protecting her own reputation. Like she thought out said, mm-hmm. if we catch her and she deserves to die, then that's her fate. And it's like. Mm-hmm what the crap like it's your daughter like i feel as a parent like if my kid was like in a dangerous situation i'd be doing everything i could to save them not to punish them type of deal it's like no this definitely has like that that walking dead feel where they're just trying to find their utopia they're trying to find their place to live in peace and they finally find a place that where there is humans and vampires coexisting but they don't like new people yeah yeah it's all a flipping trap so basically the humans are able new humans are able to live in that society 
but they used the new vampires as I Dustin kind of had to relay this to me because it was a little confusing. They use these vampires as basically kind of their bait, their their way of uh, to can you continue living out without feeding on each other. So, yeah, they they, they use them to produce the electricity to mm-hmm. run this entire village. Like apparently, basically they drain the or torture the vampire and use their regenerative energy to create electricity. However, supernatural science fact, whatever you want to say to how that works. Right. Like let's just but, let's just put this in the let's just put this in the show. It totally makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's fine. Just don't think too hard on it. Just know that that's how they're getting their electricity. So um other than that, um I really did think like the little girl um what alicia um i don't know exactly how to say her name um, oh yeah the creepy yeah. flipping vampire girl yeah she definitely had this other side to her she was she basically she flipped her personality in just a second you know as they pretty much tra- i don't understand how they thought if there was humans and vampires that i don't i wonder if there was were the first that came in together because I mean, how I don't understand how you'd want to live if you're a vamp. I don't know. I watching your to own think, kind get tortured and stuff. Yeah, yeah, you're watching your own kind get tortured, and these humans just like what a sweet deal. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of like uh, they agreed. Hey, we want to live peacefully. We're fine yeah. torturing a few vampires here and there if that means we can all live in peace. Yeah. So, um, besides that, I mean, you get you get an ending where um, Fine and uh, Momo kind of have this battle. I really don't know who this, what the swordsman name was that was pretty much um, chasing, them, chasing them through the whole goddamn show. Yeah, that but, was Momo's uncle. His name was uh, Kubo. Okay. So Kubo, um, I did like his character. Um, like I said, it's so it's so funny how these vampires use this this you know this super tool to boost their abilities, but they still really can't handle humans too much. Like they still have a little yeah. bit of troubles. I mean, you'll see humans fall from like thirty feet and fight, and nothing happens. So it's it's an anime. It's I, I'm being too judgmental on that point. <laughs> but um, besides that, you kind of get a final like epic kind of showdown between. All them, you get Fane actually using that drug, um, and she was struggling through the whole show because she doesn't drink blood, um, so she was having troubles. Um, I couldn't imagine what her mindset was at that point, just trying to make sure Momo stays alive. Um, basically, you is that uses this to pretty much suicide, just to kind of lose control. Um, but Hopefully she even, save Momo and type of deal. Yeah, yeah, but eventually Momo and her kind of get out of there. Um, don't really know what happens to the uncle after that. He just kind of lays down and goes to sleep. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't show the aftermath of um, all the fighting and the survivors. The only one you see is the general. And yeah. she's like walking through this barren wasteland and she's all beat up. It's like, you were the one person I was hoping would die through all that. Yeah, yeah, I her character kind of it doesn't ruin the show for you, but she was definitely one that you just wish was one of the people that were tortured, and that doesn't make me sound very diabolical. <laughs> but, no, not uh, at all. You're not the villain of this podcast at all. <laughs> no, not at all. So, uh, no, but if you know, you get to the ending, there is uh, kind of a post credit scene where 
um and dustin was like man you know kind of brought this up too because i kind of forgot about it um just where momo finds her eden she finds her place to live so there is a good ending to this um it does kind of skip forward to where momo and fene are having this moment at the end kind of just like hey you know sing me this last song whatever you can do and fene you know kicks the bucket (laughs) yeah honestly that part was a bit of a tearjerker because Mm -hmm. you did since those two were so prominent through this entire uh show you definitely felt it when she died when she was dying because i thought that she got away i thought when they escaped Mm -hmm. i thought that she was going to survive and they were going to move on but to see her like die the way she did it was definitely like a tearjerker yeah yeah they definitely definitely made this look like it was kind of a one-off because I don't know what the time frame of how long they were together for, but they could have done a lot more with it. I don't, I, it had to have just been one of those short series that they just wanted to get out. But for being a short series, it did kind of give you a huge world to, to go off of. Oh yeah. You got to see that other town where they were separated by the river, half human, half vampire. That was really cool to see. Like, you they definitely give you gave you this full world and like how you had those vampires that are living in broken down shacks that they were using as uh basically informants and stuff like that so you got you got a full world out of it it was definitely very interesting it was kind of cool to see this world i wish i actually got more of it like see some other city see some uh because we never saw a big vampire city no no you really you really didn't and you know, I understand if it's just a world of vampires and uh, humans, but, you know, what else is out there in the world? You know, there's got to be different, um, you know, I doubt it's a vampire werewolf thing, but they're always tied together. But, That'd you know, they, cool. they, yeah, they could have done a lot of things with it. Um, but in animation style, I mean, they killed it. Um, in in an anime that is going to have, like, a long-lasting memory, this one probably isn't going to be one just for the fact that it not even it was so short because you get movies that, you know, you'll never forget. This is one that, you know, a couple of years, you probably won't really remember the characters names or stuff like that. But if you're a big vampire fan, this is right up your alley. So, yeah, if you like the supernatural, if you like vampires, this is probably the anime for you. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoy that stuff. But like Tyler said, like, this is an anime that I feel like in a few years I'll I'll have to really think about what happened and yeah. was it good type of deal. So like overall, like if I was giving this a rating, animation top notch, storytelling was pretty good. I don't know if I would say it's like the best because there was definitely some weird spots in there. But and there's only so think, much you can there's only so much you can tell on five episodes. So. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I'd give it a strong seven personally. Yep, that's where exactly where I was going. So, okay, I I, w- I was literally gonna say seven myself. Um, you can't give it any higher, and you really can't give it too much lower. Um, you could maybe go down to a six, but I I mean I think it was better than um, kind of some of the other stuff we reviewed. Um, yeah, I think it made more sense than like Tower of God, and um, it's easier to get into to watch other than maybe Samurai Champlo. Um and uh cowboy bebop but i think i don't know i do think like maybe cowboy bebop stands the test of time um samurai champloo does stand be i mean they're they've been out for a long time and they're still highly rated so i would like to put those ahead of this one 
but just in the sense of that's a new age animation vampires i do think it's worth it seven so yeah and this is definitely more of tyler's alley than those other two were so yeah yeah but i mean in general on the as a as an anime you know everyone around in a whole um those ones probably should be rated higher than this one but just I don't know. There's there's a weird thing with this one. You don't really you really can't go lower than a seven. No, I don't think you can go lower than a seven just because you, it's not like you got some crappy fillers because it was mm-hmm. so short. It really felt more like a movie. I almost like feel like we got to compare this to movies rather than a show just because with how short it was. But overall, like the storytelling was nice. Animation was nice. Characters were decent. There's a few that I wish I knew more about, like the uncle you get little mm-hmm. bits of him but that's it so yeah so not really too many characters you can you can uh i don't know like Latch be excited for yeah you can't mm-hmm. really be excited for so that there's the drawback for that one but other than that it's super simple to get into easy to watch and then yeah it, it be able to move on you'll never probably see anything else from this you know you're never gonna see anything you know new merchandise or anything from a show like this but uh um Maybe you go back on Netflix one of these days. You're like, oh, yeah, I've seen that. You know, that wasn't too bad. I forgot about that. Yeah, click it on for background noise. Watch it again. Time mm-hmm. to do. Yeah. So. But that is our review for Vampire in the Garden. We gave it a seven rating. So check it out. Um, do you have any final words? Uh, No. Honestly, I don't. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is man. It's no, been a no long fun. weekend of playing with yeah. the kids and hanging out. I'm I'm getting a little like ready to relax, maybe play some games or something before bed. Like I'm just yeah. I don't have much else to say. I had a great time with our interview. I had a great time with this review and watching this show. So give it a give it a listen, check it out, whatever. Yeah, as I'm yawning, getting ready for bed. Um, just remember we're part of the Geek Talk Network. Um, check out, you know, movie night with the boys. I'm sure they got some good reviews coming up. A lot of new shows, you know, we Lots just, of shows. we just got Jurassic park came out in theaters. Um, so I need to go get a, I need to go watch that. It, it, I did know it did get its like lowest rating out of all the Jurassic parks, but every Jurassic park is like under 40, like rotten tomato score. They all, because their stories aren't don't make sense, but oh yeah, thank you. It's do. still still a really good movie. So check out their podcast. Um, they should be you know I'll plug them all day for all the hard work they do on their side. So like yeah, they're a good couple of guys. So give them a listen. So all right, well that's it for me. Peace out. Peace out. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitch, Twitter, and Facebook at What in the Anime and our TikTok and Instagram at whatintheanime.podcast.